Hey, I got a question for you. Do you really know the man in the mirror? We're going to talk about that, the importance of looking inward, knowing yourself as the beginning step to success in any area. I've got my daughter Ashley with me, and we're going to unpack this business of knowing the man in the mirror. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. We're going to be taking care of business, as always, here on the 48 Days Radio Show. Where each week we unpack real life questions, situations, circumstances, and boy, right now people are going through a lot of change. You're probably one of those. None of us are immune from that. The changes that we're having to be confronted with right now. Well, this is the time to decide what you want the new year to look like. And part of that process is to look inward first. So many people look for Band-Aid solutions, looking down the street at what somebody else is doing. We're going to talk about the importance of looking inward first. I got my daughter, Ashley, on with me to help me kind of unpack this. She's been our DISC expert, that process we use for helping people look internally. We're going to draw from some of the principles there, but just this basic concept of knowing yourself. Ashley, hey, thanks for jumping on here with us. Thank you. I'm excited to be on the, the wonderful 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast. It's been something I've been a listener of, and uh, I'm thrilled to actually be on and join you and talk about a topic that obviously we are both so passionate about. Well, if you don't know, Ashley is my daughter, so you'll hear a lot of familiarity in the things that we reference. She's been helping me with this process of people looking inward for many, many years. Um, really, golly, how far back does that go, Ashley? You were doing this when you were about 11, 12 years old, as I recall, helping people to understand themselves. Yes. I mean, this was something that I think I've always, I've followed in your footsteps with being fascinated with psychology and understanding behavior in the human mind. Ever since I was a young kid, I remember our conversations uh, really being about the way people think and why people do what they do. And so when I was homeschooled in our, in my middle grade, I guess there was a few stretches where I was homeschooled. And during one of those times, mom was doing a lot of creative writing with us. And we had a lot of creative writing assignments. And I remember one of my assignments when I was 12 years old was to write a paper on DISC, on understanding personality styles. And so I wrote a paper on four mothers that went to the grocery store and four different ways of approaching grocery shopping. And I have to say that even now at 40 years of age, I still use that same story. I wrote it 12 <laughs> because it's a pretty good example of what it is. And, um, and that was something where I, I was, I mean, it's impressive how well I was able to grasp this concept even at 12 years old, which is why we love DISC because it is really easy to understand and get to the root of this, which is opening that door to self-awareness. Well, we're going to help you as listeners understand what the DISC means, the four different ways that we typically categorize people. This is not to put anybody in a box, but to just simply help you understand how you're likely to relate to others. This has to do with behavior. It has nothing to do with 
aptitude or intelligence, but behavior, how you relate to other people, what kind of environments you're most comfortable in, how you're likely to persuade, manage. But Ashley's story at 12 years of age about four different mothers going to the grocery store is something that we've continued to use over the years, was really uh, applicable then and continues to be so now. Our quotation for today comes then from William Shakespeare, who said, this above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day thou canst not then be false to any man. Well, we hear that, that's still pretty uh, applicable. If you understand yourself, it gives you a solid foundation. If you don't understand yourself, then you're really vulnerable. You're really victim to just uh, trying to be what other people expect you to be. And that's a frustrating way to live. Our resource today, and we'll talk more about this, but our resource is 48days.com slash discovering you. Now that's going to lead you to a new course we have. And that's part of why I wanted Ashley on because she really developed the course. Uh, She presents the course in the videos. It's really high quality. I'm really proud of what we've got. But again, it's 48days.com slash discovering you that will introduce you to that. So actually, let's jump into this. This process, I mean, this it, it fits so well with the process that I outlined in the original version of 40 Days to the Work You Love. That being 85% of the process of having a confidence of proper direction in your life and career comes from looking inward. Only 15% then is the application. And frankly, that's the easy part. But the challenging part is look inward first. Now, I started off with saying, do you really know the man in the mirror, based on what we were talking about a minute ago, a poem that you also remembered, that you memorized and recited. Tell us about when this happened. Again, I had to jog my memory to go back this far. Yes. Uh, and this was actually, ironically, when I went away from homeschool, um, I had the, the sampler platter of education. So we did public school, private school, homeschool group classes. I did the variety. And this was sixth grade. And I was in middle school at a public school. And we were going through Canterbury Tales and Chaucer. And, and I remember there was a day where we all had to create, I, I guess it was pulling from our English lit at that time. And um, this poem we were supposed to recite. And I remember dressing up up as one of the characters from Canterbury Tales and reciting this poem in front of my class. And I've always loved the poem. And I stumbled on it um, a few months ago, actually, again, and I immediately sent it to my girls for them to start learning because it's such a great poem and a great reminder for the importance of, of that process of looking inward first. Well, and it's titled The Man in the Mirror. It's delightful. Yes, so it go ahead and share this with us. Okay. And of course, for all of you ladies out there, you can substitute this for the woman in the mirror as well. (laughs) When you get all you want and you struggle for self and the world makes you king for a day, then go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your mother, your father or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. But the man whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you right to the end. And you've passed your most difficult test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may be like Jack Horner and Chisel Plum and think you're a wonderful guy, but the man in the glass says you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. You can fool the whole world down the highway of years and take pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. 
And that was by Del Wimbro, who wrote wrote that poem in 1934. You know, it's funny how many things are timeless, and a message like that Mm -hmm. certainly is. If you've cheated the man in the glass, we're going to talk about that man or woman or child. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) or elderly person. Uh, If you look at the person in the mirror, if you understand who that person is, how they function, what their values and dreams are, skills and abilities, those things that we reference so often, then you have a solid foundation for moving into success. Now, there's a lot of things out there, Ashley, that help us understand ourselves well. We chose the DISC profile years ago and continue to use that just because it's been so helpful in helping people easily read it. The verbiage is easy to understand, help them look at their behavior. There are other things out there. A lot of you may be familiar with other things that are popular right now. Here's some of the things that I've done. I mean, we're kind of gluttons for this. I mean, Ashley did follow in my footsteps in terms of her choice of college major as well. Got her degree in psychology from the University of Tennessee. So this is a very good fit in terms of how do we help people understand themselves and in doing so then increase their level of performance. But I've used the DISC. Uh, I've done the Enneagram, of course, being very popular. The Colby, something that I did as part of Strategic Coach. And then Do It Scared inventory mm-hmm. that our friend Ruth Sukup has. Uh, the Strengths Finders, Myers Briggs, the Fascination Index, Dreamer Profile, EOS. You and I have used that a lot. The distinction between visionary and integrator. And then um, I, just recently, I did one, a profile that included EQ, emotional quotient. Again, not IQ, but emotional quotient, self awareness, self regulation, motivation. Those kind of things are are terms that are used in there. But help us understand kind of the terminology that's used in the DISC. And then we'll go through, just quickly, we'll go through the different kind of categories where people can self-identify as you describe what those characteristics are. Yes. I mean, there, there are so many great assessments that are out there, just like the, all the ones that you listed off. And we do love going in and, and learning more about ourselves. And one of the things that I always say as a big caveat is, you know, DISC or Myers-Briggs or Colby or anything else that you want to say is not the end all be all. All this is, is a simple tool to open the door to self-awareness. And I support and celebrate anything that opens your door to awareness, because we really when we're understanding who we are, that awareness is very key. If we aren't aware of it, we have no opportunity to to change or improve or grow on it. So it's this those blind spots that we aren't always aware of. And these these assessments are oftentimes a great way to gain insight into that. Even if it's just simply bringing to awareness, hey, I don't really know who I am and I'm not really sure where I stand. And so we've used these. um, We've used a lot of these. The reason for DISC and sticking with DISC as as one that has been a tried and true for us is um, in some ways it's simplicity in nature. Um, You can go very deep. We are complex individuals and there are so many different areas and aspects of who we are that we can go that we can explore and discover. And um, and you'll see this in some of the assessments being, you know, with Enneagram, you now have, you know, nine numbers that you're going through versus four letters. And we've got all of these different groupings. DISC is very simple. It is four letters, D, I, S, and C, and it's categorized into these four different uh, areas of uh, 
behavioral, it's behavioral responses that we tend to do when we are in, when we react to something without thinking our natural tendency on how we're going to respond to something. And that's what these assessments kind of open the door to. So DISC, I love that it is, it's simple enough that I can explain it to a five-year-old and my, I mean, my nine-year-old can educate anybody on DISC at this point because she's lived and breathed it. So I can educate and I can talk with very small children and use animal analogies. And they really understand the concept because they can visually uh, connect to the descriptors that I'm saying. Um, Yet we can also go really deep with DISC with, uh, you know, with adults and going uh, really deeper into the complexity of how you can use this to better motivate yourself in your work or whether you can use this to um, to connect in a different way with somebody or to sell in a way that somebody really feels heard and says yes to. So let's move into those, the DISC. What do they stand for and how can somebody recognize themselves in those? So there are a lot of different descriptors for each. If you want to think of, and, and I love using an animal descriptor just because an animal descriptor, uh, you, you instantly, your mind goes to what you envision there. So when you think D, D, D would stand for dominant or driver. And a D personality style, an animal would be a lion or an eagle. Think leadership, think um, visionary. They, they're big vision people and they're very bottom line results oriented. They like to move fast, make quick decisions. And, um, and and tend to be um, pretty assertive and, um, and can be more aggressive in their approach. And then you have your I personality style. Your I personality style is more of that insp- inspirational person. Um, and the, the, I, the I personality style is somebody that is more gregarious and more of a storyteller. So, per- so it, uh, animal compar- comparisons for an I style would be like a peacock, uh, center of attention, very, uh, very colorful and, um, and gregarious. And it would also be like a... Um, an otter. There's the other one, an otter in an otter personality style, again, very playful and outgoing and the life of the party. So that would be an I personality style. Right. An, S, an S personality style is think of steadiness and um, steady and consistent, very supportive, very loyal. When you think of personality style or if you think of animals for an S, think of like a dog as very a loyal, faithful companion. The S's are great listeners. And S's also are like a dove. Think of a peacemaker. They are the ones that are going to look for a way to bring peace and harmony to to something as opposed to rushing in toward conflict. And then your C personality style. C stands for compliance, which I always thought was kind of funny because I don't see uh, C necessarily as somebody that gives in. And so I had to kind of understand what does it mean with a C being compliant? And what it means is C's really love the details. They're really looking at the systems and the logic and, and analyzing the, the little the little steps in the process. And so when you speak of compliance, it's I want to comply by what the rules are, by what logically makes sense, by what the system, the, the past has told me. And um, for C personality style, your animals would be like a beaver. Think about the complexity of building a dam that is waterproof underwater and how detailed that is. Or you think of an owl. An owl is just more that stereotype of the wisdom, the wise person that seeks all the facts. And so that C personality style is going to be the one that's going to be looking for those facts and statistics. 
So you have people that are big visionaries. You have people that are very much about the details. You have people that love to um, to be out in front and center and be in the limelight. And you have people that really love and thrive in being the supportive roles that are kind of um, back in the shadows. So um, just understanding where you fit in there doesn't mean that you can't put on the hat and, and be out front and center sometimes, but it means that you can be really true to what, what, uh, feeds your soul and what revitalizes you so that you can put your best self forward as much as possible. And what we find then is that most people are high in one. Most people have two where they're kind of relatively high and then two where they're perhaps not as high. It's unusual to have, and the goal is not to be high in all of those. I mean, sometimes people hear those characteristics, well, I want to be all of those. Yeah, that's true, theoretically, but we tend not to be high in all of those. Uh, We tend to kind of congregate in one or two of those categories. I'm very high in D, and my second highest is C. Those are both very task, results-oriented. You're high in D as well, but then also high in I, you know, more outgoing, social gregarious, as you described there. Again, there's no good, wrong, right or bad, any of these things at all. It's just simply recognize where you are strong, and then you can find environments that embrace that. You know, if in fact, and, and these apply to no matter what kind of work you've chosen at this point. But the reason a lot of people are frustrated in their work is because they've chosen a work environment that doesn't match these behavioral characteristics that are true for themselves. That's so true. And yes, what you're saying, um, yeah, we don't want to be jack of all trades, master of none. And if I were to take every single adjective that was used in the descriptors for this assessment for for DISC, if I took every adjective for all four of these, um, there is a, a good tenant or good possibility that that each of you could pick at least one adjective in each category. Um, because we are humans, we are adaptable people, and as we reach out and 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 try to connect with somebody, we may adapt to and mirror a little bit more of what they're doing. So, but. In that, in that sense, though, when we are really true to what we naturally thrive in and who we naturally are in those, those descriptors, like you said, kind of rise up to there's one to two that really are our core of who we are, that allows us, in essence, our recharge that we are able to go out there and we are able to adapt to the different environments we have. But as long as we've got the majority of our time being in our sweet spot, that allows us to go out with a full cup, to be recharged and not be depleted because we're burning out because we're trying to, to be something that's just not a natural fit for us. And so then we can take an individual task. If we took sales as an example, people may think, well, if I want to be successful in sales, I have to be that hard drive and opinionated, dominant, mm-hmm. aggressive person that you describe as a D. Walk us through why that's not true. You can be very effective in selling no matter which of the DISC is most prominent for you. Oh, this was actually, this was a really cool aha that we landed on in our, um, in teaching DISC and in, in presenting it and learning about it and going through the sales process and matching these two concepts um, that we've both addressed in 48 days, the sales model and the DISC profile. 
So the sales model that we share is this 40, 30, 20, 10 sales model. And so with that sales model, we believe, and, and I'm passionate that this sales model fits, whether you are selling in a corporate executive situation or whether you are selling peas to your child for dinner that night uh, because you're trying to help them understand why there is merit in eating their vegetables. Um, so selling, remember, is 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 helping some, is sharing enthusiasm. It's It's helping somebody to get on board with what you're doing. So let's think very broad with how we're selling things. 40% of that process of selling something is simply developing trust and rapport. It's getting to know somebody. Do I know you? Do I like you? If I don't know you and like you and don't trust you, I'm not likely to say yes to anything that it is that you do. Well, developing trust and rapport, I mean, that's a personality trait. That's a that's a very great seat, sweet spot for a high eye personality style. So a high eye personality style is probably going to really easily be able to go out there and get to know people and network and can be a great connector. And that's a, a very effective element of the sales process. So that's 40% of it. Then we go into 30% of the sales process being identifying the need identifying the need of the person because dad, you've used this example a lot of times. If, if you need to get me, uh, you know, if I'm headed off to college, you need to get me a new cheap car. It's affordable car to get to get to college. And we go to a car dealership and the guy immediately sees us and then takes us over to that big Lamborghini. Um, he may have, he may know how to sell and be an effective salesman and want to sell the best thing in the line, but he's not identified the need correctly for us. He hasn't really heard us, the fact that we needed is, you know, an affordable, safe car for me to get to and from college. So that I or that that second that thirty percent is that identifying the need and an S personality style is really um, does a really great job of this of being that listener and really hearing from that other person what is a. Um, what, what is their pain point? What's their struggle? What is their desire? And the more that we can speak to that, the more effectively we can sell. So right now, I've just now pulled out I, I personalities and S personalities and how they both can be rock stars in the selling process. There, we have the opportunity for all of us to do. So we'll pull it all together here. So we've got 30% and, and or sorry, 40% and 30% of the process already. So we have already covered 70% of the process and we've not even addressed a high D personality. We've not addressed um, actually getting to whatever it is we're selling. This is just about engaging with people. This is where being aware of our personality style and being aware of other people's personality style is so important because if you want to effectively sell anything, you have to get to know the person that you are selling to. It's not just that large audience. Who is this person as an individual? Because when people feel heard and feel connected, that's when they're most likely to say, yes, I, I do value what it is you have to say. So that right there is 70% of the process. Then we go into the last two sections of the selling process, and that is product knowledge. That's 20% of the process is knowing what it is that you are selling and being very skilled and being able to deliver that and, and what it is that you um, and, and your credibility and expertise that you are the one that can sell this. That is a C sweet spot because they understand the details. And a C is going to do really well with being able to lay this out and cover their bases to know that they have a, have, a, have an answer for it, what questions may be asked. And then 10% of the process is gaining commitment. 
we used to call it closing the sale, gaining commitment. I love it's a little bit more of a positive approach for it as well. And that gaining commitment is that high D. What's the bottom line? How much is it going to be? Yes or no? I'm in or I'm out. So we have I, S, C, and D all included in our sales process. There are all elements. That means that we have the opportunity to connect to somebody, no matter what our personality style is. If I'm a DI personality style, I I know my sweet spot is going to be getting to know that person and saying, check yes or no. <laughs> I'm going to have to really work to make sure that I give that time and attention to listen to them and make sure that what I what I'm excited about is really what they need and that I can show them that I'm really credible to to offer this to them. So me understanding that process can help so much. And again, for them, me understanding what their personality style is helps me to understand where they're going to be most likely to engage and respond to me and say yes. So just like, as you described, we all have some components of all of those things. We all need components of those if we're going to be effective as a salesperson or as an entrepreneur, a business owner, an employee, or a mom, or a dad, or a pastor, or a teacher, we, we need some of all of those things. But what we're looking for here is if you understand yourself, where you function best, then you can create environments where that's most used in what you do. So let's, let's give kind of an overlay of this, even if we take selling as an example. If somebody really is a high D, then you could work well in environments where you're selling cars or furniture or jewelry, where you're likely to see people one time, they walk onto the lot, boom, you better close them or gain commitment from them, or you're likely never going to see them again. Now, that would not be a comfortable environment for selling for somebody who is a high C, who's going to give lots and lots of information. But if somebody has as high D, we covered that. So if somebody's a high I, they're very gregarious, outgoing, social. So they may be a representative for Nike, where they're going to go out and talk to shoe store owners or managers. So they're going to see the same 23 shoe store managers this week as they saw last week. They know how big the fish was they caught last year on vacation when their kids' birthdays are. It's that very much relationship-oriented kind of selling. If somebody's a high S, they're more systems-focused. So they could sell MRI machines. So it's not like you go out and just knock on 30 doors. No, you know, your candidates are going to be hospitals, clinics, you know, medical facilities. So it's very, very narrow who you're going to see. It's no surprise when you show up, you give them a lot of information, detailed information. You may help them create a proposal on return on investment. They take six months and then make a million dollar decision. It's a very different kind of selling. If somebody's a high C, you know, they aren't really outgoing. They don't, they're more shy, introverted behind the scenes. Uh, they don't like to just go out and have those kind of engagements where you shake hands, go to lunch and try to sell something. No. So when we look at what's happening online right now, you may see a red birdhouse that's being sold to attract a particular Cardinals in your backyard and it's 1995 and you see some kind of promotion for that online. Well, if you do and it's consistent there, you know, somebody did a lot of research they researched, do you get a better response with green, red, or blue? Do you get a better response at 1995 or 39 or 69? If somebody does a lot of research, a person can do that, create a selling environment where they make $100,000 a year and never see or talk to a customer. I mean, that's the beauty of understanding yourself. So you can then identify, okay, what is likely to work for you? 
And so no matter what it is that you identify with here, you can see how you can choose then an environment. You can choose a job that's going to embrace what you know about yourself. You can choose a career path. You can choose a business that's going to fit you. You can emphasize, you can be really excellent as a mom getting your kid to eat peas if you understand (laughs) these things about yourselves. Now you have Interestingly, you have three daughters. So we've identified the D-I-S-N-C. You have three daughters, and your daughters can instantly tell you what personality style they are, what everybody else in the family is. And if I recall right, they say that if there's any activity that's going to keep them engaged, it needs to include challenge, structure, and fun. Am I correct Uh on that? Exactly. And those are very three. Explain why your girls need challenge, structure, and fun. Oh, this is, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I, you know, in, in even going into the, the selling process and how we do that. Yeah. It's not that you have to put on every hat and do it. It's when you recognize your sweet spot, then yeah. What systems can you put in place? What other people can you connect with and collaborate with in order to support you and get to where you want? And so, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got three girlies, girls that we want to, we need to get something accomplished and I need to motivate them. And I've got three different personality styles there. So I'm going to look at my high C daughter who really wants to know the structure and the why behind it. I know that if I'm going to ask for something, I need to give a valid reason as to the why behind it so that she understands that. And that I need to know, she needs to know some of the logic and the order as to how we're going to do it. What are the rules? What's the structure? What's the framework? And I can take it from here. I know she's going to be way more successful in what it is she does if I can give it to her in that format. Now, for my middle child and her high eye personality, if she can't find some fun in it, it's going to be drudgery. So we find fun in everything and we can get creative in the way that we approach it and make it a game, make it something that could pique her interest a little bit. And then for my youngest, man, (laughs) simply saying, I bet you can't. Might be enough because right there, she might want to prove me wrong. I recognize a challenge and I also recognize that it's really, really important to know those personality styles because I can go to my oldest and say, I challenge you to do this and it may shut her down. And so recognizing the way that we can motivate one another and the way we can connect really helps. I mean, me just knowing that those key words, challenge, fun, and structure, those things tend to perk up the ears of a high D for challenge, a high I for fun, a high C for structure, maybe for a high, a high S personality style, it would be what's the security, what's the comfort in this, what's the stability, what's the consistency, the ongoing, you mentioned that with, with S personality styles, that's the largest population in our world is the S personality style. That's the most dominant personality style that we actually have. And so often our S personality styles who tend to be supporters, who tend to be a little bit more passive and not choose to confront if they can get away with it. Um, They don't see themselves so much in that, but oh my goodness, an S personality style is such a great, um, such a great, uh, such a great continuation for long going or ongoing relationships and S's thrive in those long-term relationships. So just like you talked in the sales process, 
they're likely to have those long lasting relationships in work. Um, looking at ways to support that and encourage that versus trying to be that D personality style is going to get you so much further. So instead of saying, you know, yes, I'm now I'm an S person and I'm an entrepreneur. I need to put on my D hat and turn into a D personality style. No, be an S and look at how you can find those long ongoing relationships that are a sweet spot for you. And how can you build that into your business? And how can you do things that really support and encourage those parts of you that light you up and give you the most energy so that you're able to deliver the best for others. You know, and we also want to point out that it's healthy to have diversity in teams or groups that are together, workplaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm working with a, a company right now and they are mechanical engineers. So they produce really high end equipment that's involved in warehouses. So these are thinkers, designers, analytical people. There's 32 people on a leadership team. Well, guess where they're grouped strongly in terms of personality style? You know, they're very much the S and C's. Well, to really have leadership, though, that's going to move the company forward, you need people who are the D's and I's. So you have that overall growth model there. And so healthy families are typically that way. I mean, it's not a matter of finding somebody who's a clone of yourself. I mean, personally, I would be in in trouble trying to live with somebody who's a clone of myself. My wife, your mother is the absolute total opposite in terms of personality style. I'm a high DC. She's a high IS. I love that. The fact that she is so totally opposite as I am in that you know, when, it's when like the, the Jerry Maguire, you complete me. There you go. <laughs> and, that, and that's where that's where my tagline for my podcast is the uniqueness in each of us strengthens all of us. I don't see our uniqueness as something that we need to all conform to be the same. It's the synergy that we can have because who I am as a person and what I can bring in my unique strengths and skills when added to who you are as a person standalone and your unique strengths and skills creates something even stronger. It creates that synergy together. So yeah, this is, this is highlighting. And there's two little sayings that we say in our household that um, one was inspired by a mentor of mine. And um, the other one, actually, Nathan just said on our podcast this week, and it is, are you combative or collaborative in your efforts? And so is as a reminder for my high D child and um, our tendencies to kind of face challenges head on, are we being collaborative in our approach or are we being combative in our approach? And second off, are we competing or are we completing? So we want to complete, not compete. And so we look in our family for synergy. We look for a way to complete, not compete with one another. Yeah. We don't want to be one another. We want to complete one another. And our goal is for each person to have a voice that creates, you know, that beautiful song with harmony, not battling over who's going to be the loudest. Well, that's good. I love how you've integrated these principles that we use in our business in your home as well. And it certainly speaks to uh, our whole, our whole focus. You know, it's 48 days to the work and life you love. This is Mm -hmm. a seamless process to have success in your life, in your work and your business. You know, right now, actually, we've got, I want to just comment on the great resignation that I want to have you describe a little bit about the the course that we've just developed here that we want people to take advantage of. But, you know, we, we hear about the great resignation. A lot of what we're talking about here is the reason we're seeing 
the great resignation because people in this period of time, some of them having had their, their work set up kind of juggled in that they worked from home for a while. They saw some new opportunities. Everything is changing. And they're saying, you know what? It's not enough to just get a paycheck. There has to be more than that. And a lot of that unrest comes from people who have been trying to perform in environments that did not fit them well in terms of their behavior style. This is a great opportunity to look inward, to do that 85% looking inward, say, okay, I understand this about myself. I really need to be around people. I don't work well just being stuck in a cubicle in front of a computer screen all day. And if that's so, then you can identify what environment would allow you to do that. If you know, you're somebody who is real high D dumb. What would be an opportunity where you could be somebody to make decisions, to have more autonomy, chance to move up, develop, grow, lead others. I mean, there's again, no right or wrong in any of these. It's just, if you understand yourself. So I hope that people going through this great resignation, if you're one of those who um, have decided to take a step back and take a fresh look at what you want to do. It's not just a matter of being in the driver's seat. It's not that we're going to see everybody quit jobs and go start businesses on their own, although that's a phenomenon that is growing for sure. But you can choose a work environment that fits you, no matter what it is that you understand about yourself. So we encourage you to understand yourself and then move forward with your head held high, shoulders back, confident that you really understand what is going to work well and how you can serve people best. Well, actually, I know we've got this new course Again, if people go to 48days.com slash discovering you, they'll see an introduction to it there. But tell us what they're going to find there. Yes, I am. I am really excited to have this course completed. This has been something that I have been passionate about and wanting to do for so long. And finally, I just committed to do it, made it happen. Um, The 48 Days Eagles kept me accountable to make it happen because I voiced it before it was complete. So I had to follow through with it. This course is 19 videos, and these are each about 10 to 15 minutes long, and it's in four different modules. And um, it's going to take you through just your strengths and your fears, communication tips, how to read it, and personality styles. But I also added some stuff to it. And the reason was because I didn't want to just have a course on being a DISC expert. We actually have DISC certification that is for knowing DISC and knowing how to read and assess DISC and graphs. And so we have a DISC certification program and I wasn't looking to replace that. What I wanted was so much the core of what we've talked about with 48 days. And I mean, what you just said with the great resignation, I've said this so many times that I feel that 48 days uh, and the, the concept of 48 days is more of a perspective on life. It's not about just raising entrepreneurs. It is understanding that I am in charge of my life and I can choose to be my own boss and the creator of my future, regardless of what that is, whether that means that I'm going to work as an employee right now or whether I'm going to do a freelance or anything else. It's choosing to take ownership of where you want to go and how you're going to do it. And this course is on that. It is discovering you. And it's discovering you where you look inward and move from communication to true connection with yourself and others. And so I'd actually added into it, not just about understanding DISC, but we also have in there your key piece that we have used time and time again. And that is who are you and why are you here? Uh, This actually started from an eagle's nest that I taught in our eagles community that was titled, Who Are You and Why Are You Here? That was on that framework of understanding, okay, who am I? What 
am I really passionate about? What really drives me? What fuels me and motivates me so that I can look at how can I create the life, including my work, that aligns with that and that really helps me thrive? And so this, uh, so this course is going to include some extra bonus components. And so it's broken into the four modules of understanding who you are, then going into understanding what those high energy styles are, those D&I personality styles. And then module three is looking at what those high processing styles are, the S and C styles. And then we look at applying them in real life application, looking at what the graphs are, looking how to sell, looking at those learning styles. Um, we, I even have a, a section in there, learning styles that works for anyone and especially for those of you with children at home and how to use that to strengthen your relationships. So we've got a lot that was packed into the course, including that additional component of the who are you, why are you here, uh, MP3 that you have done. That's also included. It comes with a whole workbook that goes along with it so that you can follow along in the process. And in, then you also get a special discount on a DISC assessment once you've purchased the course. So we've got a lot in it. We've actually promoted this in the Eagles community. So our 48 Days Eagles know about it, but we have, uh, this is our first opportunity to, yes, share it beyond that. And so we wanted to share it this week with an extra special discount for everyone to get a taste, get a feel for what it's like. So from Friday, from the airing of this podcast until next Friday, uh, there will be a special on this course, it's normally $96 and it's only $48 for this week. That oh so wonderful number, $48. Hey, there, there we you go. go. 48 bucks. What a deal. Well, there's a lot in there. My goodness. How many videos do you have in there? 19. 19 videos. All right. And it's not over when well, the videos are short. I mean, this is not going to take you a week to go through. Uh, how much time would it take just to go straight through it if somebody went through it? If you were to blast through everything, it's about three hours. Okay, content. there you go. So That's... it's not, it is not overwhelming at all. It is definitely something where you can, and you can go pace it as you go. Um, you can hop in and hop out at any point to do it. But yes, I did it with uh, with that thought in mind of how fast paced our lives are. So we do them <laughs> in short increments so that you can take a little nugget at a time. Well, it's uh, it's beautifully done. Uh, I love your your energy, your the videos that you did in there. And again, you've been you've invested a lot of years in preparing yourself to have this level of knowledge about the disc. So I'm proud of what you produced there. Encourage our listeners to take advantage of that. Jump in there, and this is something that can transform your personal success in your career, in your business, your work life, your home life, your ability as a a mom, a dad, a leader, community leader. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're involved in the Chamber of Commerce. It can help you be more effective in what you're doing there. So it's a way to up your level of performance and excellence, uh, no matter what it is, no matter which area of your life you want to look at. Well, it's been delightful to talk about it. I never get tired talking about the disc. In as much as I'm a glutton for all the new profiles that come along, this is a standard that's been around for a long time. We've used it for many, many years at 48 Days, and it's the foundational piece that I use with every single person that I coach, that I work with. It's the first thing that I require before I even talk to them to do that so I can look at it. So it gives us such a head start in communicating effectively and moving forward effectively with what's going to work in their life. All right, Ashley, thanks for being here. 
Thanks for all the rest of you. Thanks for listening, for sending in your questions, for being open to growing, for being a powerful force, for making the world a better place, and for believing without a shadow of a doubt that we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.